listening to the Fitness Essentials Podcast powered by Essential of Athletics, the podcast for people just like you looking for the best fitness, sports performance, strength, and conditioning information possible. From strength gain to fat loss, rehab to prehab, sports to lifestyle, the Fitness Essentials Podcast has everything. Remember, not only to subscribe to this podcast, but also check out our Essential of Athletics YouTube channel for more exciting information-packed videos and working advice, training tips, exercise techniques, and so much more. Welcome to the Fitness Essentials Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Essentials Podcast. Now, I am running a solo show today, but I have a special guest. I have very famous Hollywood uh, actress, actor, trainer to the stars, Ramona Braganza. How are you doing today, Ramona? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks, Roar. Excellent. Now, you have worked with, you're up here from LA currently. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. only for a week or so, correct? Yes. I had to go to the dentist today, have shiny teeth, but yeah, do all that maintenance stuff. And are then heading back. Nice. Mm. Now, are you allowed to say who you're working with currently, or is it a secret? Yeah, no, I'm working with Jessica Alba again after many years of not training together. But initially, I had worked with her for 12 years, and then we took about a decade off. And nice. now I'm back, and it's a whole new ball game. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I want to talk to you about. So we got our, we got our list over there on the red, as you can see it. So I got lots of topics for us to get okay. through, and we're going to try to get through those you know, within the hour, because you are also doing a training session with our very own eight-time WDC World Deadlifting Champion today, Adam Colorado. Yes, I'm excited and I'm a little scared, but uh, you're going to make sure everything's fine, right? Oh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> okay. keep, I'll be keeping half an eye on you All anyway. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully today we'll see how that uh, PR is looking. We had you doing a little bit, you trained with me yesterday a bit, and we had yeah. you doing a little bit of trap bar deadlift. Yes. But I believe today he's going to have you on the straight bar. So oh. it's a, that's a new game okay. entirely. So okay. yeah, so that should be a lot of fun because I told Adam, I said, that's Adam, I said, you'll want to get her. I said, Ramona's very good at the Instagram and the Facebook. You know, get her while she's here. She's only here for a week. And she's probably, this is probably only the last time you might be at this gym. Maybe once more, we said on the weekend, maybe Sunday yes, morning yes. or something, right? I try to get in as many sessions as I can while I'm traveling on the road. And with experts like you and Adam, that yeah. really helps. And you're such a busy person. I know that like, the plans just fall apart. So I said, get her today. Because if not, who knows what will happen after that. <laughs> Cool. So, well, let's talk a little bit about first. So, let's let people know. So, how did we meet? Because we met at Tactics Gym uh, a long time ago. That was a gym here in Vancouver that's uh, now, I believe, it's called Dynasty Olympic Lifting Gym. Okay. But, yeah, do you remember coming in there I for do. First I came in, and I believe I had you work with... Um uh, the actor on Smallville. Yes, Tom Welling. I remember you came in, and because you were working on A-Team, I think, at that okay. point, weren't you? I believe yeah. you were, because Rampage Jackson was in town. I remember bumping into him at the 7-Eleven. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, you were training, because you were training Liam Neeson, correct? Uh, I was working, actually, with the entire cast, except for Rampage. Oh, okay, There's nothing really I could show him, but, gotcha. you know, Liam <laughs> I did a little yoga, actually, with, because uh, he seemed to have his workout program down, but he was never stretching. So oh, okay. we did some yoga. Uh, Jessica Beale, we worked out together, Charlotte Copley and Bradley Cooper, and they all had a lot of injuries, all of them, you know, a lot of different, I thought they were more like the B team, but I didn't tell them that. <laughs> oh, but, <you> know. <laughs> snap. Now, that's actually the second time, was that the, at least the second time you've worked with Jessica Beale, right? Yes, Because yes. you worked with her and Ryan Reynolds a little bit on Long Blade. Long time ago on Blade, yeah. mm-hmm. and that was really fun because it was a lot of weight training, which is what my specialty is. Yeah, because you're from Vancouver, right? So yeah. you tend to do a lot of the celebrities when they come in here to Vancouver like you yeah. said you had brought in um because I remember you came in and you were telling on about the celebrity trainer and I was kind of like oh here we go another <laughs> Vancouver celebrity trainer everybody and their brother's a celebrity trainer because they trained some background actor on something <laughs> but then you were like the legit real real deal and I was a big Smallville fan Smallville Supernatural all those shows are big and I remember you bringing in Tom Welling and I was like holy shit like this is the legit deal and then uh, <laughs> my friend Allison flew in all the way from Ontario because back you know because we I said you got to come because Tom Welling, she's a big fan too. I introduced her to Jensen Ackles and the guys from uh, Supernatural as well. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then since then, yeah, you've really, you hooked me up with a number of celebrities, actually. Yeah, who was the one recently? We that was with. Christina Ricci. That's right. Yep. And then before her, um, guess, I guess when I first moved back to Vancouver, it was great because you hooked me up then because uh, I was just, you know, I just got back and that was Kiernan Shipka from Sabrina, The Chilling oh. Adventures of Sabrina on the first season. Yeah, really nice girl. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 A lot of them work up here on shows that, uh, and, you know, I, I mean, referral, referring other 
trainers is really easy to do because you know I know a few here like yeah you. exactly and it's great that because you're like because you're traveling so much yeah. at least you know okay I can put these people in in a responsible position until I get back because mm -hmm. that's kind of what I was doing for Christina Reach it was kind of filling in the blanks or even even uh, well all of them really it's just kind of filling in while, yeah. while you're running yeah. around doing busy doing your globe hopping thing <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So, so that's kind of how we met, and that that was a long time ago. We're talking like what, twelve or fourteen oh. years ago? Yes, because right? I was here with Jess on Dark Angel, and yeah, no, she was your original. Because we'll talk yes. about that. I want to talk about how you kind of got into fitness, and then how you got into celebrity. So okay. we'll get back to that. Okay. But yeah, I mean, like since then, I mean, because you know, you've uh, you brought me to India once with you. Together, mm. we did a thing in Hong Kong. That's right. So, yeah, because and then you do a lot of retreats too. So we're gonna cover all that. I got lots of stuff. So I don't want to give it all away, but yeah, we're gonna talk retreats, how she got into fitness, how she got the celebrities, you know, other ones you've trained. Right, Halle Berry is one of your other kind of main ones, right? Yes, and I really enjoyed working with her when she had her first baby. So mm. I trained her starting with the X Men show, uh, but then then she became pregnant, and so was Jess, and so that they were my first my first pregnant clients and, and that's kind of how you got into and we'll talk about your three two one program right, right. and that's kind of how it evolved into the three two one baby, baby bulge, bulge be gone. Be gone. cool so let's talk about this and how did you get into fitness first because you were because you want to you're you're at a you're at an age where you've been doing this for quite a while I yes you, you can say my age it's okay well, I don't what, what exactly I don't, I don't want to mess it up six so what decades six zero on the so dot you would never know that though so yesterday i learned that we're having the 60th um Raiderette reunion at the the game in August. That means the oh. Raiderettes have been around for 60 years, which means they were the first team came around on the year I was born, mm -hmm. 62. Yep. Um, so it's all a very 60 year for me. Everything is 60, you know. So nice, your lucky number this year. <laughs> so is. are you? So you'll be going to that as well. I'll be doing that. I'll be on the field in August cheering a preseason game because why not? Is that going to be televised? Maybe, yeah, but well I don't know about have, the halftime. You'll have to let me halftime, know because I'll watch like a pre -season. that thing. Yeah, preseason. So I've never watched a sport in my life, but I'll oh. watch a halftime so to see you. you asked how I got started in yes. fitness. Yes. So it really started with my love of gymnastics. I was a competitive gymnast all through high school, all through those years. So I was 18. Then I tore my ACL and I was kind of like, oh, now what? And, uh, and plus I was out of high school. So I went into dance and I went to mm -hmm. Toronto, moved to Toronto. Tried to be a dancer with a number of different things and landed a, um, a role or whatever or a spot on the Toronto Argonaut cheerleading squad. Okay. So I did that for three years. We even mm -hmm. came to BC and did the Grey Cup, which was really exciting because it was my first time in BC. And I was like, wow, what a great city. Yep. Little did I know, you know, <laughs> le le many years later I would be back. But um, so from that I went to LA to try out for the NFL uh, LA Raiders and I made it and then I cheered for 10 years but during that time I started doing you know those fitness contests yep little fitness competitions yeah like but like literally it was the very first fitness competition ever by Wally Boyko it was in Vegas there okay. were 50 girls I placed in the top 10 because you know what my secret weapon was what Gymnastics. Gymna I could do oh. handsprings. So oh, everywhere did they I went, did they make you do like little like routines? You had to or do. It was like the oh, okay. real. It wasn't like the bikini thing that you see now. It was the real full on. You had to do an interview. You had to do um, whatever athletic thing you could do. Oh, which I okay. Did. So I did a routine and placed in the top ten. And from there, I started to modeling for Muscle and Fitness, my favorite magazine. Mm -hmm. And you got a so cover on that, did you not? I got a cover in 1996 yeah. with Sean Ray. Nice. And it kind of you know we're friends now, buddies because we were both on the cover together. Yep. Um, and I was cheering with the Raiders, and I was working at a gym called Sports Club LA. It was the first high-end gym in, in Los Angeles. It was 1985. And hmm. they had never seen a gym like this, where there was valet parking and, you know, okay, really... Okay, so we're talking like the equinox of the day. Oh, yeah. Even it, higher It's in equinox now, but back okay. then it was Sports Club LA. And all the fabulous stars would go in there and work out and stuff. So I was working in the restaurant, and I would serve this producer who would come in there all the time. And one day he asked me, oh, you're a cheerleader, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, I'm shooting a movie, a TV show in, in Hawaii, and I have a young actress, and I need somebody to do cheerleading stuff. So I was hired to be the technical advisor on mm. Birds of Paradise. Okay. And it was like a week. 
uh, sorry, a month of work, and literally, you can see that on YouTube now. Birds of Paradise cheerleading and pulling Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I'm in. Oh. That, I stuck myself in that episode. I was one I of the cheerleaders. I used to love her. Yeah. <laughs> so she was 13 at the time. Okay. So she really became my first client that I ever trained because mm-hmm. I trained her. Then the same producer asked me to do Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Wow. So I worked with same thing cheerleading with um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. I didn't even know that. I was this a is huge the backstory, yeah, okay, like okay, Buffy. Okay. And yeah, then from there, the third client was Jessica Alba, but mm. she needed to do some gymnastics, so I kind of started her out with gymnastics. Now, was it James Cameron that asked you yes. that? Like, was it him personally? No, like, it no. was the yeah. same producer, Charles Egley. So okay. he was my contact, and he kept getting good results, I guess, because I was able to work with these young girls. And finally, he said, this girl, Jessica Alba, she's 17. We need somebody to go with her to London to, to work with her before she comes to work on Dark Angel. So that okay. was, I was hired to do that. So I went off to London and and then I worked with her and then she asked me to be her trainer. Nice. So you were, so where did they film Dark Angel? Well, that was not filmed? Here. They filmed it in Vancouver. Yes. Okay, so they met you, they, they asked you there uh, from LA, you were down there. Yeah. And then the Dark Angel's filming here. So yes. then that's when you kind of officially came to Vancouver? Yes. Oh, okay. And then you ended up getting a place in here in Vancouver. Yes, then my second year they gave me like a relocation fee which was fifteen thousand dollars and my mom said buy a condo yep which and is I a said, smart oh, idea no, it's so you know makes me so permanent somewhere but then i was so grateful because i still have my condo and i love it yeah yeah you live a very um there's a word for it i call it a homad lifestyle <laughs> You have a home because you basically got oh, two kinds. Yeah, you kind of got two kinds. Yeah, you like that. Eh? Well, you got two kinds of people, right? Because you're like, oh, I don't want to have a home because I just want to travel. So you got people that just live out of the suitcase that literally don't have a home. So you know, you can't really buy anything like nice things or souvenirs or anything. Um, and then there's people obviously that have homes and they only get to take a vacation or two a year if they're lucky. So you've set it up where you have a home that you can come back to kind of anytime you want. Yes. But you still spend probably like what three quarters, if not more, on the road. On the road all the time. Yeah. In fact, when I first first bought my condo was um we were working with um who's the x-men wolverine uh, oh, oh Hugh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman so and I was training his wife Deb, oh, okay. and Deb said oh you just got yourself a pied-a-terre and I said what's a pied-a-terre it's a place to put your stuff oh so my pied-a-terre is here in Vancouver oh, okay that's yeah. a, that's a good term because yeah. that's what I'm working on right now is kind of creating that homemade lifestyle yeah, you know, Homad. I like that better. Yeah, you like That's that. Isn't cool. it better than yeah. Nomad? At moment, yeah. just sounds like you're living in a backpack. <laughs> homad means you have a home, but you're just smart enough to not get bogged down in bills. <laughs> well, and you know what? The non-attachment thing to me, people are, I find you go through life a lot easier when you're not attached to mm. like, like, you know, this is my permanent house for 50 years, like my parents were with their house, you know? Yeah. It becomes so emotionally attached. Yeah, a lot of people get emotionally attached, especially is, to their Which home, is okay, right? but um, when you home. have a pandemic and you can't be attached to anything, you kind of have to nope, figure that, that out. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So from Jessica Alba, you, it, just, it was just referrals, I guess, after that, because people knew they could trust you. Because one thing that, you, that, you know, that you're very good at is a lot of those other celebrity trainers are constantly whoring out and name-dropping their celebrities all the time. And it's like they've tied their identity so much to those celebrities. But you've never really done that. Like, you don't really do a lot of pictures, and you're pretty cool at it. So I'm guessing that helps a lot because people know that they can trust you. And yeah, they, you and know. with social media nowadays, if you, if you, many of them don't want to be all the time on social media. So I, mm-hmm. I, I've always refrained from asking Jess for a lot of favors unless it's something, like, related to my charity or mm-hmm. something that's really deeply personal to me. But um, I, I, they get asked so many times by so many people for so many things, so it's almost best to not. I think I learned my lesson back in the day when I did ask – ask her to do something and then it kind of backfired and then you mm. think well what is that really worth it so and yeah, for exactly. me it's more about um yeah like longevity in the business so being mm-hmm. very um somebody they can trust yeah. yeah no it makes sense and then i've learned from you like why yeah i learned from you like i never like i never got a picture with tom welling at all even though I'm not like, ah, oh, man, it would have been nice. He would have given you one. I know he would have, but yeah. I just, you know, it's just yeah. the way it is. I didn't want to be that guy. And the same thing was, you know, the, the Karen I've never asked her. So I was just like, but, you know, it's it's good and bad, but it's yeah. mostly good because, you know, yeah. you know you could trust me. It's not like they're going to call you, Ramona, you hooked me up with this yeah. guy on the first session. Yeah. He's like asking for selfies. Yeah. <laughs> Or worse, somebody that was sent over to Kate Beckinsale's home, not by me, by somebody else, mm-hmm. like actually like was hitting on her. And so oh. then it's kind of like, hmm, that wasn't good. That wasn't my trainer that yeah. I sent, but like yeah, somebody else sent me. somebody, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now, had it been Jessica Beale, I might have failed you there. Okay. <laughs> 
But anyways, so you probably get this a lot. Let's talk about celebrity training for a second. Because because you also run courses in the past. You have had courses for personal yes. trainers. You do a three two one certification, which we'll talk about. But, you know, what do you say when all these trainers come up to you, like 22, 23, like, Ramona, I just want to work with stars. I want to work with celebrities. Like, how do I do it? How do I do it? Ramona, how do I work with a star? <laughs> Tell me how. I'm in Vancouver. Boy, I say, put 10 years in and then you might get your shot. I really feel I'm that old school person. How do you get experience in one year at some, you know, even in a half year at a gym and then you want to start doing your own clients? I, I feel it's a, it's a long term. You have to learn the ropes and then mm -hmm. you have to actually learn the etiquette part I mean there's so many pieces to it so no, it I, I recently had that happen actually and okay. he wants to remain living in Hawaii but wants to this be is a, a trainer a trainer okay. but wants to be a celebrity trainer in LA oh. so I told him the first thing you need to do is move to the location you're really not yeah, going to manage a lot by you're going to train them only when they come to Hawaii and Hawaii, mm. you know so the Hawaii 5-0 guys I guess <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you need to first do the geography thing. So I yeah, had to move sense. to L.A. Mm -hmm. yep. for my career. And it was a big move. I was 18 when I left for L.A. And I took a lot of chances. And, and I worked my butt off in restaurants before I even went near a client in a yep. gym. So I think you have to kind of do the, the legwork. You have to do the networking. You have to... Um, Put the time in, really. Yeah, I was gonna say because you didn't, you didn't go looking. You didn't walk around these restaurants going, "I want to be a celebrity trainer." It's like you, they, it found you. It you found weren't out me there trying to because force I, it. Yes, and I think if you love what you do, it finds you. So you obviously love what you do. You yeah. live, breathe. I've seen your your For content on social media, <laughs> and no, it's it's truly part of who you are. Or, yes, and no, it is. And I think there's many trainers that maybe got a part-time gig because, you know, it sounds really fun. And then they don't want the regular or anything. They want the glamour stuff. Yeah, I never wanted to be that. a trainer. I literally wanted to be the star. I want to be the actress. I went to L.A. to be a star. Mm -hmm. And instead, even though stuff happened at the beginning, instead I was better behind camera. And I realized this is my gift and my talent. And why am I trying to do something that's not truly who I am. So, yeah. so fitness was my thing. Yeah. And I think you found the right path. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, do you want to just be standing around reading and practicing scripts all day anyway? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Now let's talk then about your three to one. Cause what happens is you started working with these actors, act, well, mostly a lot of actresses. Would that be fair to say more? Yeah. Actresses? Like you work with Zac Efron. And so, yeah. but, but overall yeah. it seems to be I women. Think, yeah. So you started, you created this three to one. Like where did that come from and what is it? Let's talk about what it is and how, how did it come to exist? Right. I was trying to write a book about my um, journey in fitness and I was thinking what I was asked by an agent, you know, you should figure out what your workout is with Jess. So I had been working with her for maybe five years at the time and I thought about it and I go, well, you know, we, we I don't want to just do cardio for 30 minutes because then I run out of time when she has to go to set, you know, mm. so her, our workouts were 30 minutes long. So it had to be short and effective. Mm -hmm. Weight training had to be in there. Cardio had to be in there. And for me, because of, I was a gymnast, the core has to be in there. Core is really important. So trying to do this, I was thinking, what do we do? Well, we get to the gym, we warm up on the treadmill. Okay, cool. That's cardio. Then we do the circuit. We actually do three exercises in a row to keep it moving so you keep your heart rate up. Okay, so a three exercise circuit. Mm -hmm. okay. So we do like, you know, upper body and lower body and then a small body part, whether it's just shoulders or biceps or tries. So three exercises in a row and we do that three times around with a short break. So we actually fit that into five minutes and I was like, okay, it's circuit for five minutes. Okay. Then we go back to the treadmill or we go back to the bike. We switch the cardio and we do that for like five minutes. Let's say five minutes. And this time you're running a little harder. It's not a warm up. It's like you're really hard. Okay. So the intensity is yeah. going up at this point. Then yeah. we go back to the circuit, but it's a different exercise than the one before, but for the same body part. So, mm. so we would do that three times around um, and then go back to one more cardio for five more minutes. You can do this. And then the core at the end. So I looked at it and I went, it's kind of three cardio, two circuits and one core. And that's really how three three cardio to circuit one core three to one. Oh, very nice yeah. and then you started doing now you have even have courses like certification courses yes certification courses have been a little bit kind of because I have also got retreats well you're just, just so starting. busy doing other things well but you know when you get excited <laughs> about what you do you cre keep creating and then you have to kind of focus a bit more yeah I know then that's yeah <laughs> I know that <laughs> 
<laughs> so then, then tell us. So then, there was three, two, one, baby bulge be gone. So what's that? What's the difference between that? I remember once I got the three, two, one, baby be gone. It's like no, 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 three, two, baby no, bulge be gone. Keep the baby, yeah. get rid of the bulge. So what's the difference between that and the three, two, one? Then, like, like overall, the real difference is it's a twelve-week, three-phase program. The first phase focuses only mostly on core. Okay. The second phase on the cardio, and the third phase on your circuits or strength training. Okay. So as the mom gets a bit more active, a bit more stronger, we start to kind of ramp it up. And then we have different goals. Like the first phase is really to rebuild the tissue and the abdominal wall and your pelvic floor and get you feeling good. And it's only 20 minutes long, the workouts. Mm. The second phase is a bit more aggressive. We have 40 minutes of like cardio stuff, but it's fun things like dance or kickboxing or something. Yeah, you're a big dance fan. Yeah. yeah. And then the third phase is more of the strength training, a very similar to training method. And you can go to that after at the end. So we have a new website we just launched, The Baby Bulge Be Gone, where we actually worked with Ashley Simpson for five months, and she lost oh, 50 pounds. Nice. And there's the food plan, which is created by Chef Maureen Bryce, a celebrity chef, mm -hmm. and my workouts. And we have a 12-week program now for new moms. We just launched this about a week or two ago. I did not even know yeah. that. Congratulations. Thank so you. what is it, babybulgebegone.com? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So then... Um, is it like, how do the workouts get delivered? Are they videos? Is it Everything PDF? is online. So okay. you'll get access to the site and mm -hmm. every, it's li literally a weekly content. So these are the days, these days you do this workout and there's video clips there. Oh. So you'll follow the video clips in your home. It's very little equipment you need. And then you've got the meal plan for that week. So it's, it's every by every two weeks, the meal plan shifts. Gotcha. All right, cool. That's very cool. Yeah, well, congratulations. I Thank had no you. idea. That's yeah. cool. We had a mom try it out, and she lost 25 pounds in the 12 weeks, and it wasn't hard, and she started to, you know, really enjoy, like, eating right and all yep. of that because sometimes they're, they don't eat quite well. By now, you must have heard of all the amazing benefits of hitting the sauna at least a couple times a week. From decreasing chronic stress, boosting muscle, increasing deep tissue and brain detoxification, improving sleep, relieving pain, and even helping you live longer. That is quite the list, and that is not even close to all the benefits. But there are huge differences in the quality of infrared saunas. Differences that can literally be the difference between getting healthier or getting sicker. I mean, do you really think you can hop onto Alibaba and order some cheap sauna from some untraceable factory in China and expect it to be solid quality? I think you know that answer. And this is why you need to invest in only the best infrared sauna money can buy. And those are Radiant Health Saunas, a trusted Western Canadian home sauna brand. Founder Randy Gom has completed third-party comprehensive 100-point health testing on his saunas, covering everything from toxic chemicals and fumes to electronic radiations. He has made sure there is zero off-gassing, zero toxins, equal heat distribution, and only uses pure Canadian hemlock wood with the absolute lowest near-zero EMFs possible. Ridiculously clean even heat distribution no toxins nearly zero emfs with one and two person models that can be plugged directly into your existing home wall outlets cost about only 40 cents to run for an entire hour and there's a model to fit any space you have we want to make sure you get only the best infrared sauna and radiant health saunas is the clear winner bar none and are one of the best investments you can make to your long-term health Check them out at www.radianthealthsaunas.com. Then once you know which model you want, tell them that the Fitness Essentials podcast sent you and you will save $500 off any wooden model. Yes, you heard that right. $500 off any wooden model of their top quality infrared saunas. And now with that said, let's get back to Fitness Essentials. Well, which kind of brings me, I, I guess my next question, it kind of leads into a little bit. So the top myths with celebrities or even regular clients or the top kind of mistakes you see them making a lot. So obviously you just said the one moms are not eating well, but even with celebrities, are there still some of those pervasive myths, like especially when it comes to weight training or stuff like that? Like what would you say some of the biggest things that you have to deal with with celebrities or even any of your clients when they're coming to you to get in shape? I think the thing with celebrities is they're not athletes and many of them aren't gung-ho about uh, having to work out hard for a role, but they know they have to do it. So they're very focused. So their mm. focus and intensity, 
you can push them to their limits to get ready for a role because mm-hmm. that's what they are good at and they can do that. Um, but in the off time, it's not like they love running to the gym and working out like athletes. They're mm. sort of, they still kind of struggle with the motivation. So a lot of times um, you have to be kind of, you know, try to do things differently or still coerce them or figure it out. Like, so dance right now with Jess is very big. She has a family. And sometimes we'll bring the kids into the workout because for her, her little four-year-old son or her daughter who's 10, you know, getting them moving, she is on her mind as well as just, okay, it's my workout time, but I actually need my kids to move around more. So we're going to mm-hmm. bring them in and we're going to do the Encante video workout up here. And so, <laughs> so sometimes nice. you do things that are, more like what they want to do because you want them to continue to keep fit and keep exercising so it's not about being a really strict trainer and saying here's your program this is what we're doing today and that's it it doesn't work with with a lot of the celebs that have families yeah no that makes sense and you do you mentioned earlier that you really do like to focus on weight training have you ever had any issues because a lot of people so you know especially women do have this thing where you come in with, we're weight training. They're like, oh, no, doesn't that make me all bulky and big? Have you ever had to deal with that problem? With, it doesn't even have to be celebrities, just, you know, because you do yeah. train regular folks Yeah, everybody. Well. And uh, yeah. I think the misconception, yes, for sure, with women is that they're going to get big and bulky. And, um, and then I basically share that most of my clients do heavy weights and they don't look big and bulky. So, you know, I think it's a thing where you might feel like you're getting bigger, but it's a lot of times right after your workout, like if your legs feel like they're bigger, it's just the blood that's in there. And after a couple of days, you kind of can fit back into your genes if you didn't get into the genes that day. It's really Mm. kind of a understanding science more than than anything so I try to explain that part to them but gotcha yes you're because you're very much into weights like yesterday we had you trap dead bar and lifting and pushing and what was that how much was that slave well 200 something pounds yeah I was surprisingly not too sore yeah so maybe I'm not that bad shape right well, now. Well, that's the thing about the sled, right? Because there's no eccentric phase. True. Um, True. There's, uh, you know, there's, there's no tearing yeah. of the muscle. So it's, it's quite good for getting you conditioned without leaving you that's sore, which true. is really nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Now, what about when nutrition? Do you ever see any, what are some of the biggest, with your, just your clients in general, what's some of the biggest nutrition thing? Do you ever find that you're, there's like, for me, I sit down with a lot of people and it just seems to be protein is always the big missing link. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the same with you or have you noticed, is there anything else where you're like, I, you know, I, most of my clients just always seem to have this problem. With the nutrition part? Yeah, the yeah. Nutrition I side. would say probably understanding how food actually works in your body because I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm not eating much, you know, and then you find out what they're eating. It's not really the, uh, sometimes it's the amount, but sometimes it's what they're eating. So mm. it really is always this thing where I ask them how they're doing and they're fine. That we, I'm okay with my eating. I hardly eat anything. <laughs> and that's usually what I hear. And I'm thinking, well, I don't know if that's what we need to have happen here you know so I try to do the food journal and all that but I'm finding a lot of women now with menopause because I've been through it and I'm on the other side of it um, they're eating the way they used to eat doesn't work now for their body and Mm. they're really kind of you know without the estrogen and all their bodies are changing and they're more crepey feeling and so trying to work the nutrition and maybe more protein more water all of that to less of the caffeine just to kind of work with their new endocrine system really and there's their hormones and yeah everything. that makes sense so yeah no i've got that a lot too because i'm almost it's it's funny because i'll sit down with somebody who really want like somebody who's really skinny wants to put on muscle or somebody who's really overweight and the first thing when i say let's talk about your nutrition it's always the same thing oh i eat really well I'm yeah like, <laughs> did you study nutrition yeah, uh, because but I'm just how like, do you know you I'm eat like, really well okay, you, you, <laughs> you can't be overweight uh, and still and be eating right. well, you know. <laughs> um, or the other guy the other day, he's like, you know, he came in. And he's not overweight. He wants to put on muscle. And he's, I, well, I said, let's talk about your nutrition because you have some big goals. Well, I'm eating well, and I'm like, well, what does eating well mean to you, right? Because that's well, that's the next question. What does eating well mean to you? And a lot of them, like you said, it's the they look at the quality of some of the foods they eat. Mm-hmm. So he was doing a lot of juice juices in the morning, like f- vegetable juice, like juices. But once we did is like the math, I was like, you're barely getting in like 1500 calories a day and like right. 40 grams of protein. Yeah. You're juicing organic vegetables, yeah. you know, and yeah. your dinner is your little bit of brown rice with your salmon, the sort of thing. But you're not getting nearly enough like macronutrients, period, or enough calories. So, yeah. that, you know, uh, 
One of the things that drives me nuts is when they say they're eating well. Yeah. <laughs> if you're eating well, we get, wouldn't probably be talking right no, now. No, <laughs> get an expert to weigh in on that, basically. Yes. It, yeah. And if it, there's still issues, then it's not working, right? Yeah. And it comes up to that. And it, this is a, this is actually, I was, I was doing that story on that this week on my own um, media. It's like, if somebody held a gun up to your head, let me ask you, because it might be a fun question for you. And we might have disagreement. We'll see. It could be fun. If somebody held a gun up to your head and said, Ramona, you got to get this celebrity in shape. Okay. They're going to get in shape because it's a $20 million movie role. And you had two options for food. Ramona, we're going to control the quality of their food, meaning it's the food is, you know, kind of like a free for all, but it's the healthiest, cleanest stuff there is. It's good. Very, it's Ayurvedic, cleanest food, right? Mm -hmm. Or the quantity of the food. It's maybe some processed food, you know, just regular food, just regular meat, potatoes sort of thing, but it's the quantity. Which one would you say is more important than getting that client in shape? And you got 90 days to do it. Is it a male or female? Not that it matters. Uh, but We'll just say male to make it a little bit easier, I think. Okay, so then... And they I wanna, don't even know if that question. Yeah, yeah whatever. Let's say I would probably have to say the quality. Ah, see, I go the quantity. quantity. But what yeah. if they're eating Doritos potato chips five times a day? Well, it, as long as it fits within their caloric, if we're getting Numbers. the protein, the carbs, and the things. Because on the same flip side, what if they're eating like eight avocado, organic yes, avocados true. a day? Or a bunch of nuts like yeah, Bradley handfuls, Cooper did. Handfuls of almond peanuts. Sorry, Bradley. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, but it's, it's again, it's not, it's not an either so or. So you're saying the quality, quality, quantity, quantity. Quantity. The number of calories. Like oh, yes. We want to hit okay. your protein numbers, yeah. your fats, and your you carbs. You didn't say, though, that it's a combination of the right calories okay well the right cal so anyway but anyways well you would agree then if that was the yes. case the quantity is more yes. important than the quality at the beginning yeah that is not to say obviously because then people go well are you saying if it fits your macros so it kind of if it fits your macros it kind of is right because yeah. if it fits your macros mean you're getting your macros but at the end of the day the best and i know you would agree with this is you know quality foods in the right quantity yes but when you're getting ready for a roll you got to control those calories like to the to the number yes yeah. it's all there and even for new moms getting back to shape it's really about being um the, the counting the calories it's not counting calories it's just mm -hmm. being aware of the number of calories you're having in a day yeah and that's very true and i think that's where people get up they get confused at this or they get oh i just can't do that it's like no we're not asking you to count the calories like we're not saying count every single calorie but like right now because I'm trying to get my body to the next level, okay. right? And I eat pretty good, and I got a pretty good idea. Like, I can look at a food and go, I don't know how much is in that. But still, I've been using the MyFitnessPal okay. for the last couple yeah. of weeks now. And even then, even now, I'm like, wow, I was still overeating calories in oh. these little... Like, most people don't like... They'll say, okay... Like, I'll ask them... This is a very simple question. I'll say, is an egg a protein food or a fat food? And... Every single person, you know what they say? Protein food. And I'm like, it's five grams of protein, six grams of fat. Oh. Right? So it's a fat food. If we had to base the calories, like if we took the calories and measured Added them all up, your fats. it's a fat food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One tablespoon of olive oil. Now, I think next time you, you go out and, you to a, and you have a nice, um, you know, uh, salad with olive oil and, you know, the most, the organic vinegar, two to three tablespoons of olive oil go in that salad, right? One tablespoon of olive oil, just one tablespoon, is half of a bagel. So you just put a bagel and a half of calories <laughs> at the top. But these are the little things that add up so quickly, right? Yes. That even me, I'm like, wow, like I was yeah. just overdoing so it. So we won't talk about your birthday sugar cravings no. that I've been around no, when you've we been won't around talk about and those. we have like five pieces of cake. Yeah, no, no, we won't talk about those. Or the, the all you can eat Indian buffets we go to <laughs> sometimes. But at the end of the day, like just it's so it's just crazy yes. how much special you know, how yes. much calories you get when yeah. you don't know yeah. and people think okay i'm just gonna have this little bagel or this little thing because it's little in size mm -hmm. and and they're you're trying to trick your body to like accept the visual of it but it's not that it's what's in it like the yep. content yeah exactly like even the one thing that's made the biggest difference for me is i just stopped uh, except on sundays i stopped drinking my thai coffees because a Thai coffee is, um, I don't know if you've never, I don't know if you've ever had it, but it's basically a Vietnamese coffee. It's just condensed milk. It's like two big spoons yeah. of condensed milk with coffee yeah. and milk, and it's like yeah. just a, a lot of Thai food <laughs> has a lot of calories. It does, it does. So I just cut that on. That probably <laughs> that's probably the equivalent of one and a half bagels already, right? So I was like, yeah. oh, just by cutting that and on. And what I've are you training for? 
just for just just for me yeah i just want to take the i want to take the marketing and stuff to the next level too uh, okay. so i got my own like business and marketing coach and she's like yeah let's really take this up to the next okay. level so i'm trying to get down into the uh, i did a dexa scan you know when mm -hmm. i did my 46 to 46 you like you did your 60 to 60 and i was at 22 percent body fat which for my age was in the healthy range but i don't want to be in the healthy range i'm like no i want to be in the okay. you know high athletic range okay. for my age so okay. that's kind of my goal so just for fun i've i've it's been a long time since i've been down to about 15 percent body fat so i'm just aiming for that but anyways enough about me and that so let's get back to you then so those are some of the things now let's talk about the evolution of ramona berganza right because you went to la and you you know you were you were at the, the la lifestyle you know hugh hefner's hanging out at the playboy mansion it was the hollywood body but you're not folk like you still train actors you do 100 percent, but you really you're not out there to you're not promoting the Hollywood body as much no. anymore. You're not doing that. You've really want to talk to people like how you transitioned last few well, years. Well, I think um, I came back to Canada and I decided to stay around and be around my parents for a while. And I went back to small town Ontario, small town I grew up in called Brockville, hmm. and um, and I kind of sort of immerse myself in the community there for a little while to be my dad had had a stroke and my mom um, just was getting older and so I wanted to spend some time with them and at that time I started asking questions about India really because growing up I was born in Germany and I w I'm a fully westernized person without if you're not watching you are Indian they're listening I'm to from this. India, yeah, correct. You're from India, yes. yes. <laughs> you might not have got that if you're just listening. Yeah, and so I really had never discovered my roots. And so mm. there was this time where I had enough money to travel back to India, and I asked my parents if we should go. And they really left when they were young and never wanted to go back. I think their, their feeling was the Western world was really what they wanted their kids to grow up in, and so mm. they left India. So at some point, 45, I think I was, I took them back, and we discovered so much about um, our family, because I am half from India. My name is Portuguese, but it's because Goa is colonized was by the Portuguese. Mm. But so um, over the years, I've been going back to India a lot and connecting with things that I really love there, and the food, the music, my my relatives are there and I decided I wanted to give back somehow for having such a fortunate life because my mom was raised there but she lost her parents really young and she had a harder childhood so I felt like I, I wanted to give back so I discovered this group of girls that had been saved from trafficking I went down to the red light district in Bombay and that's like a straight out of a movie mm. it was very kind of intimidating and kind of scary at the same time and met these young girls um, and I thought, you know, I see a lot of gyms here, but there's only male trainers, and I would like to introduce more female trainers into the mix. So they became the first 321 Empower female trainers, um, and I just had two more get certified this past weekend, so we have about 20 now that are certified. That is awesome, by the way. Yeah, thank yeah. you. And uh, we found a couple gyms that are willing to have them start um, as soon as they are ready to do that 18 or 19 years old so that's really exciting and then one day I really want to go and spend time there and be an advocate for women trainers in mm. India because yeah they're really like I've been there and just from what I've seen I mean it is very male dominated it's a very bodybuilding they're still it's still very 90s kind of in there they're like I don't think CrossFit is there but it hasn't taken off things like that uh, it's definitely a bodybuilding you know the spaghetti strap yep. tank top and a lot of, of the women thing. who are now middle income women working career women they go into these gyms and they're being trained by these guys and it's not something they culturally are used to and i feel there are a handful of women trainers but they've been trained by these guys so maybe they don't really train the women the way i would train them no they're probably training them very wrong <laughs> they're prob they're probably well, they're intimidated too because the guys are watching them, so they, you know, they will come and tell them. Yeah, that I have a something. feeling there's a lot of women in India doing shrugs and bicep <laughs> curls. <laughs> forearms. Yeah, for yeah, lots of forearms, bicep <laughs> curls, and shrugs. A lot of women in oh, India with no, no necks. <laughs> so yeah, that has become my focus. In other than like, okay, I have to make my money for what I'm doing, but I'm also writing my book about the journey and. Mm. 
and it ends with with me going back to India, and that would be book two because I'm really into Ayurveda now. I'm really. Yeah, now how did you get into the Ayurveda? Like, what led you through that? Just really randomly uh, met a doctor who ran an Ayurveda center in Mysore, and he was a pediatric anesthesiologist in Vegas for 30 years. He's from India, but one day he returned to for his true calling. So we become good friends. I visited the center. You've come there. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel there's so much about Ayurveda that still people do not know about. Mm-hmm. In, in most of North America. So, yes, there's Deepak Chopra, a very, um, I guess, commercial version in my opinion. He's but the bubblegum version. Well, he's great, <laughs> but I think it's become a thing where he's more West, maybe Western in some of his teachings. Maybe not. I'm not. I don't want to say anything about Deepak Chopra. But I want it to be an authentic experience. So I'm actually holding retreats to go back to India. Mm. And some of it will be at the Ayurveda Center and some will be with the girls on my charity and and then you know you can come back kind of knowing a bit more about um, a two thousand year or is it five thousand years? Well, I think five or six five. almost. Yeah, yeah it's, it's even older old. than yeah. Chinese medicine. Oh, it's much older. Well, Chinese medicine, from what I understand, anyways. I mean, even though I don't think the Chinese people will agree, but everything started in India. I mean, it had the first university like six thousand years ago. I mean, yoga blended up and which became you know then you got Thai yoga and you got all the different ones, which even became Qigong and Tai Chi. Like it all originated from India. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, definitely. I mean, even feng shui, uh, which everybody knows. I say feng shui, people are like, oh, I know that. You say vastu shastra, people have no clue what you're talking about. But feng shui is from vastu, vastu shastra okay. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Because Dr. Krishna did a lot of stuff Yeah, about and he's got a great book too. It's oh. a very technical book, but yeah. it, it's good. He, yeah. he he definitely did not westernize his book. No. Like, you can go right now, you know, the, the dummy's guide to feng shui, you know, the, the, the blonde, blue-eyed white woman's guide to feng shui. <laughs> <laughs> his vastu book was not that okay yeah <laughs> very, he's very technical yeah he's a great doctor for i think all of the re- if you want science and then i try to make him a bit more commercial like can we talk it well yeah you did real? an interview with him and it was yeah. great yeah yeah, yeah. and so that where's that on that. your youtube channel i should do a little bit of that yeah maybe yeah, or no i don't sure. even think i've put it there so Gotta my plan is to really actually get somewhat certified online and then eventually go back there i've been speaking to him i might stay for three months and mm-hmm. learn more about it from over there nice and then i can be the authentic indian version of ayurveda celebrity trainer in la nice. then that sounds trendy <laughs> as can be <laughs> that sounds like a great way to go now let me ask you then um what was i gonna say there was a, yeah tell me what what does a retreat with ramona in india look like then like you kind of dropped a few hints but like give like a little more detail right it's a very mind body spirit so i took a woman there from new york city and she was very kind of you know New York, you're pretty wound up. You're pretty like you want to shop and you want to do this. You want everything is fast. So when we land in in Mumbai, we actually spend the first night near the airport. So in a hotel that's very four star, very nice hotel. I call it the soft landing in India. Okay, yeah. You're not really driving all the way down to the middle of Mumbai, and you know you. So after you recover, we go into Mumbai, and we actually stay the second night at the Four Seasons, which was also a very nice hotel. And the buffet there, you would die. The buffet Mm. is twice the size of this gym. I don't Mm. know how they have so much food for, but they assume Western people love buffets. So they're not wrong. (laughs) They put out this monster (laughs) breakfast buffet, and then they have a great plunge pool and and from there we take a drive uh it's about an hour and a half in a cab to meet the girls in navi mumbai and that's quite the day usually we work out with them and we um she was a graphic artist so we put some artwork up in their little gym i created Mm -hmm. then they she came back and that night we went out you know to the disco in the four seasons and it was fun but the next day we flew down to kerala and now it's a fully detox day you're it's a beach location there's nothing going on but you and the beach and laying around and i think Mm. she slept for 12 hours okay i think it was the day she realized things are going to shift gotcha india has a way of shifting your consciousness whether Mm -hmm. you are aware of it or not so we had a really lovely little town nearby she got on a bicycle first time ever on a bike being from new york you don't ride a bike and totally had a blast we saw cows walking around we you know a lot of cows yep Yep. we took the back back water um tour on a local gondola boat and uh overpaid the guy but he was great he had no teeth and he was so lovely and it was his (laughs) little boat um and then we flew to bangalore where there's a pyramid in the jungle that replicates the Giza pyramid and we did meditation pyramid valley pyramid valley Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then we flew to Kara, uh, no, Mysore, where we basically did the Ayurveda Center, and she lost like five pounds in seven days and came back Wait, isn't super the, isn't happy. Isn't the Ayurvedic place in Bangalore? It's at Mysore. Mysore. Oh, it's in Mysore. Okay, yeah. that's right. So we actually had to take a drive there. That's right. Yeah, that's we right. We took a cab f- ride. Yes, because I remember you and me stayed there, and we drove into, I guess, the Mysore town where we bought yeah. our traditional Mysore yoga mats. Oh. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah. Got, I posted that video actually a little while ago. And so then I would add yoga onto the trip. I think I yeah. would do where they get to the Ayurveda center, but then there is a, a, like a two-day yoga thing in the town. Mm. That but makes, that's that really it. You know, it's there's not a lot of hardcore training along the way. It's a bit different, but you do get a workout here and there. And yeah, no, it's, it sounds like a really good experience. That's the thing. I mean, you don't go to India just to work out in gyms all the time. No. I mean, it kind of defeats the entire point of you trying yeah. to bring India. Like if you just said, oh, we're going to land in Mumbai and go to Bangalore or New Delhi and we're just going to jump from gym to gym to gym. Like, well, no. why are you in India? And, you know, if you <laughs> wanted you to do, that? like, the sightseeing, you can always add that in. But ours is a little bit off the beaten track, and that's something you'd add in on your own. But uh, No, I like, yeah, I like, I like, definitely like the sound of yours. So, so she came back, by the way, transformed. She mm. wanted to quit her job and get and uh, and work, um, you know, doing feng, sh- feng shui, actually. That's her thing. Mm. So she does that on the side now. I had another woman come, and she quit her job as a beauty editor for Shape Magazine and now works with seniors in a senior home. It's a life change. Not like that's your journey, your trip, but I feel like it opens your heart up and it opens your path up. Mm-hmm. And you realize it's not just about making the money and the grind of every day and buying stuff. It's really our purposes in life are are definite, and you know we have them, but we don't discover them. And a changed a trip like this really allows you to discover it. Yeah, even even on a smaller scale, I mean, you you realize how good we have it here. Number yes. one, you're like, okay, we really have Gratitude. it good. So these these first world problems. Like, you know, they really are first world problems. It's like, oh, my iPhone 11, I need a third. That's a first world problem. <laughs> Sitting in Vancouver traffic or you're behind four cars, that first world problem. Because yes. you go there. I mean, just when I was in Rishikesh to Delhi, it was a six-hour cab ride. And it's only like 240 kilometers. It's <laughs> yeah. not that far away. I mean, here you do that in two and a half hours, maybe three so hours. So many right? people and so much traffic. And yeah. and yeah. But the, the biggest thing I'd say is, you know, like, because even me, like, living in Asia for a long time, you know, like, you'd go up and we'd sit with Jumjo's family, whatever, in Thailand. You just sit on the floor and stuff like that, and you, there was no way, just a fan. It definitely makes you a lot less road ragey and a lot more appreciation of what you have. Yeah. So what do you think ones. you develop? Like, what qualities? Because I'm... Oh, well, let's see. Definitely... It's just uh, the P, the first one that I think of. Oh, a P. Oh, put me on the spot here. Patience. Patience. Yes, definitely patience. And I'll say this. What, are you going to ask me another one or was that the, the only one? No, that's good. So the other thing I find that I think is really important for traveling is it really helps you with a lot of isms, like prejudices, racial isms, and all that sort of stuff. Because, you know, when I grew up in white Ontario, you know, the local Indian family would be next door and you'd smell the curry and you'd be like, oh, God, those Indians are cooking the weird food again. <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's terrible. Actually, my grandmother lived in Hamilton. Yeah. And walking from the elevator down to her little apartment, the mm-hmm. whole hallway smelled. Oh, and, yeah. And I was like, my parents never cooked. My mom never cooked Indians. So when I got to my grandma, I was like, boy, you really smell that. And it yep. stays on your clothes. And then you go to church and everybody's looking at you. Or you have, like, yeah, smelly no, it's clothes. very true. And that's, you know, the way people don't talk <laughs> about it. But, you know, back, I remember, you know, be like, oh, that's so, that thing in the neighbors. Is so sick. But now I, I love, now I walk by and I go, oh, boy, somebody's got some curry going. There must be an Indian that live around here. I mean, it's great. So you really learn, like, you know, you know people, when I first said, uh, you know, I was going to, uh, to India, I had people, oh, it's such a shithole. It's such a dirt hole. I'm like, it's an amazing country. Yeah. yeah it's got, yeah. It, sidewalks are not great, but it's a great country. Well, I lived in Indonesia, you know, which is one of the most Muslim, the highest Muslim population on the planet. And people are like, oh, it's Muslim. I'm like, it's a great country. I had yeah. a great time. I've lived in a Buddhist country. Yeah. So I've come to appreciate all the holidays, too. Right? Yes. So just, you they come to appreciate. They do. They celebrate. The, together. And they, they, they celebrate say, oh, good. It's their holiday. It's like if you're living in Mumbai and it's, uh, you know, mostly Hindu population, you're in a Christian, you still party and you do the, the Ganesh and you do everything. Like you're part of the community. It doesn't matter what what your race is or your Exactly. Religion. And then it's so weird when you come over here and it's like, you know, people are afraid to say the word Merry Christmas. Like, it was like, the, the Merry, do we say it? Do we not say it? We're supposed to say Happy Holidays. It's like, give me a break. 
Yeah. Whenever you're in those countries, they don't worry about it. You know, no. I could be in Thailand and Indonesia. I could be in the middle of Indonesia and be like, hey, Merry Christmas. It's not a big yeah. deal. I think things are getting a little better for our younger generations. Mm. I feel like my my generation was probably the end of a lot of prejudice and all that. Yeah. I mean, it's still there, but we really need to teach our kids, and then the kids will teach their kids, and by the time two generations go by. Because right now I'm noticing in someone like Jessica Alba's family, mm-hmm. she's Latina, um, gener- and her mom is, I think, French-Canadian, and then she's married to Cash Warren. His dad's African-American, and his mm. mom's from France. Wow, and that is a mix. Their kids are, are, and they go to schools where there's lots of kids like them now. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like it used to be. So they share, they have a chance to kind to talk about their differences and um so that's all how you get over those hang-ups you talk and you you experience yeah and that's it it's just experience and travel like that's why they say travel is the is like traveling is the best like the best wisdom you can get like by far that's why i said you can read and i've talked about this before i did a little bit of a facebook debate with a guy because i posted a thing about you know a lot of people are always asking me oh you must listen to this talk you must follow this speaker i'm like no i I don't know who any of these people are Mm -hmm. i've just traveled and paid attention Mm -hmm. and you just start learning all these things just by yourself through traveling so you can read hundreds and hundreds of philosophy books or you can travel in a country for a few months and And travel by yourself don't be afraid especially if you're a woman I travel all the time by myself and I drove across Canada took me eight days and then I did something and drove back and and uh, people (laughs) were quite surprised that I would do it in my car by myself with my dog and I actually have met other traveling women and we have a connection right away because the beauty of it is you will invite so many opportunities and meet new people all the time if you're with your buddy Mm -hmm. and you're traveling or always as a couple or whatever and you don't have your own experiences in life what's your journey maybe your journey is hiding from you because you haven't put yourself out there on the limb so go and travel on your own yeah and you can't wait for somebody because you'll be waiting your whole freaking life if i <laughs> waited for my friend i think i never would have got my scuba license because it kept we were going to do it together <laughs> and he just kept canceling so i just did it yeah i never would have learned to like kind of like even though it's not a big deal it's not really a skill but like indoor rock climbing because again i just remember he just kept canceling so yep. i just went and did it yeah i'm like geez so then even the just traveling thing i just did it mm-hmm. you know like that's my story work out and just do it yeah i mean and that's and that's the thing. we live in a modern age this is what people forget like for instance uh, i was on i saw a facebook group today that was for solo travelers to meet up together and then and then another one i saw was a facebook group created by a um a travel agent who specializes in help solo travelers do groups so if you are worried you're like i don't know where to start there's literally groups for that and there are agents who actually set you up into groups yeah it's out there so it's not that hard anymore like if you're athletic and you want to meet some athletic people then that's a good thing because they'll They'll be doing similar things like you. Yeah, and like so. let's and a g- easy way to start. Let's just say let's just you know. And there's some communities. For instance, uh, the yoga community is a very tight community. Mm-hmm. The CrossFit community is a tight community. The martial arts community is a tight community. So let's say you're a girl right now and you're a CrossFitter here in Vancouver. Well, then you know what? Fly into Bali and get yourself a hotel next to CrossFit. Uh, Wanderlust in mm-hmm. Bali and just mm. go hang out with them. It's going to be mostly a bunch of foreigners anyway. Right. You know? And then you can go to the CrossFit in Jakarta. You can fly yeah. to the CrossFit in Thailand and do that if you're into yoga. Then find the different yoga gyms and hook up with those communities. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so easy. There's no excuse nowadays to not travel on your own. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Well, um, is there anything else you want to add, or I think we've, we've mm, I think we've covered bit. pretty much everything. Well, where can people find you then? Like okay. Instagram, websites, where are we here? Yes, so Ramona Braganza. It's a hard one to spell, but R-A-M-O-N-A-B-R-A-G-A-N-Z-A or Z-A. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, my Facebook, Instagram. Um, I am a little bit on Twitter, and then also my website. So it's RamonaBraganza.com. And then I'm on 321 Empower is my charity. 321 Empower on all the social media, Instagram and stuff, mm-hmm. and Facebook. And um, I will put all those links. Which one did you yeah. say you're the most active on? Are you a probably Facebook the or Instagram? Ramona, yeah, probably Instagram and Facebook. Gotcha. And, and okay. I am on LinkedIn. Okay. So very nice. Well, again, thank you so much, Ramona. Well, we got uh, you got to get started with Adam in twelve minutes, so you should probably start warming warm up. Warm up, so. yeah, because I need extra warm up time nowadays. Yeah, that's the only thing. Just, from sitting just, on all those airplanes, yeah, all fancy <laughs> pants, flying business class. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> maybe one day again. All right, guys. So remember, as always, we're here to help you get stronger in the gym, so you can live better outside the gym. Talk to you later. There we go. All right.
Hey, that was fun. That was a fun one. Eh? So I, even, I don't even think I remember the Buffy thing. I mean, sure, you told me. I was like, I didn't even know that one. I used yes. to be such a Buffy and Angel fan. Have you seen 